0: You're tuned in to the Here to Last podcast, where we have authentic and meaningful conversations on topics that matter in life. I'm your host, Deborah Chan. We only have one chance at life, so it matters what we listen to. So, lean in. Hey, yeah, and welcome back. Well, hello to you and hello to the end of February and the beginning of March that is really just round the corner. Is it me or is it oddly true that time seems to fly by during the pandemic? I feel it even more with all the lockdowns and being at home 24-7 with the kids and also with certain routines in place. One week seems to roll by the other effortlessly. And 2021 has just literally flown by. I mean, I think I say it every year, but this year seems to be faster. I don't know. Well, wherever you are, lockdown or not, I truly hope that you're doing very well. Here in Malaysia, things are starting to ease up a little So the kids are going back to school and I can't wait to hit the beach again for a really good long picnic. Oh my gosh, what are some things that you can't wait to do? Well, one of the good things that has cropped up from the series of lockdowns is actually the reminder to be grateful for the simple and small things that we often take you know for granted on a day-to-day basis. And when you're not able to do it, that's when... You're even more grateful for those little things. And so tell me, what are, what are some things that you can't wait to do after this lockdown has, you know, eased up and, and you're able to do whatever you want and things have gone back to quote unquote normal. What you don't see, you don't miss more of. So it's a little bit like distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? As they say. But what you don't see, you also can't improve on. Which brings me to the topic of this episode, blind spots. Blind spots are areas in our life that we can't see or are aware of. And though we can't see it for ourselves, it doesn't mean that nobody can see it. In fact, the beauty of blind spots is that people can look into our lives and they will be able to identify our blind spots. So, something happened about two weeks ago. My 7-year-old son, Seth, spotted a blind spot in my life. It was a incredibly teachable and humbling moment for me. Just before Valentine's Day, he suggested that our family put aside all devices on February 14 to spend time doing family activities, playing, talking, and just spending time with each other. And so we thought it was a great idea. We agreed on a no-device challenge that day. But then decided to alter it a little bit because we would still receive WhatsApps and messages and would require some replying, right? So we instead, what we did was we broke the day into four hour blocks. And after every four hours, each of us only had 20 minutes to do whatever we needed to do on our digital devices. Now, when the Clock starts ticking. Twenty minutes go by really, really fast. But we were both Terence and I, my husband and I, were really excited to go on this challenge because it would prove to us whether or not we actually needed digital devices, and were we actually addicted to it. So my kids don't have, you know, digital devices of their own. But in those twenty minutes that they were given, they had a little bit of TV time, and you know, some um, w- one of them actually played games on the tablet and so forth. But only twenty minutes. So that was what happened on Valentine's Day for us. It was uh, an almost device-free day filled with book reading, board games, chatting, playing, walking around our neighborhood, exercising, cycling, and enjoying each other's company. Well, we did pretty well on the challenge and none of us broke any rules. But then what happened after that was really the revealing of the blind spot. Two days after the challenge, Seth my seven-year-old son spoke to me while I was replying a message on my phone. And he said to me, Mom, do you know why I created the challenge on Valentine's Day? And instinctively, I asked him why, because I really wanted to know. And he said, it's because sometimes when I talk to you, I feel I am not listened to, because sometimes you're too busy on your phone or on your computer. Ouch. It was a really humbling moment for me. Immediately, I stashed away my phone and I apologized to him. And I remembered something an older mother um, actually told me once. She said, always look into your child's eyes when you speak to them. That's when you get their full attention. And vice versa, I think I broke my own rule by not speaking and looking into their eyes when they needed my attention. And there and there, I stood corrected that day as Seth pointed out a blind spot in my life. Admittedly, it is so much harder to give my children 100% attention all the time when they are with me 24-7. I mean, working parents who have gone through MCO and, you know, you've gone through the whole lockdown, I think you share the same struggles as well. The day-to-day schedules are muddled up with like work, school and everything in between. But regardless, it is no excuse for us not to give our children 100% attention. And I was so glad that my seven-year-old son opened up to me that day and he called me out and he spoke truth and also um, a word into my life. And um, And essentially, he called out a blind spot. So blind spots in our life actually restricts restricts all of us um, individually from reaching our full potential. And it can also be harmful in many ways where blind spots, you know, are uh, essentially the word blind spots come from, uh, you know, when you're driving um, and you can't see a certain angle when you're driving. What happens is that blind spots can cause you to get into an accident or damage your car. So likewise, if we don't identify and deal with the blind spots in our life, it can be damaging and it can cause us to go into visual cycles of hurt or failed relationships or, you know, unwanted circumstances. Well, blind spots, they can be bad habits. It could be wrong mindsets or attitudes that we have picked up along the way whether consciously or unconsciously. And to identify them, we need people whom we can trust and humility on our part to acknowledge them and to improve and make right what is not right. So where do we even start with blind spots? Let's face it, it has to start with our own ego. There are two pitfalls that people can fall into when you are younger as a youth or in your early 20s You may have the tendency to have a know-it-all attitude or I know better than you attitude, right? Similarly, the same attitude can plague our lives in, you know, in later years where we are 40s, 50s, and 60s and we've experienced some sort of success in life. And you may have the same attitude and think the same way that you know it all and you know better. That's damaging ego. If you happen to have this kind of mindsets or attitude, you can be sure, right, that your ego is standing in the way of you realizing your own blind spots. See, your ego is a protective device that is built in every one of us. Psychologists refer to our ego as a defense mechanism that makes it hard for us to accept our mistakes and our weaknesses. And sometimes our ego is referred to as pride or the fear to be wrong, or saving face, right? Ego makes it harder for us to accept and admit our mistakes and weaknesses. Think of the last time your ego was threatened or challenged. How did you react in those situations? Were you defensive, angry, flustered, or did you push the blame on others immediately? We've all been there, I have been there, when our ego has been challenged, it is also most likely the same times our insecurities are uncovered. Sometimes our ego is linked to our deepest fears and needs. Hence, we put up a strong and confident, I am in control front. But humanly speaking, we all deal with all these fears and needs at different times in our life. The need to be loved, the need to belong, the need to feel important, the fear of losing out, the fear of not surviving, the fear that we don't matter. They are all part of our ego, the intangible protective device inbuilt in all of us. Ego makes it so much more difficult to see ourselves objectively and our choices objectively. But if we learn to let go of our ego, to let go of our pride and our need to be right all the time and also our need to save face, which is actually a very Asian thing, I think we can all be better people for it. So really... Identifying your blind spot starts with dealing with your ego. And once you have bid farewell to your ego, it is time that we welcome feedback from trusted people around us. Allow others to shine a light into our blind spot and into our life, particularly with respect to our faults and our weaknesses, also our limitations. It teaches us how to become better people, better listeners, And it forces us to be vulnerable to others and to be open and transparent to others. And as a result of that, when we have learned to be open and vulnerable and to trust others, we grow deeper in our relationships with those people that we trust. But I guess the thing here is this. It's not just any Tom, Dick or Harry that you want to have Feedback from, right? You don't, it will be totally foolish to ask the whole world what they think about you because you will get all kinds of feedback. It is not criticism that you're looking for, but it is constructive, wholesome, thoughtful feedback that has your best intentions in mind. And the reason why these people would give you feedback in the first place is because you have given them the right to speak into your life and vice versa because your voice matters also to them. Now, when choosing what kind of people to give you feedback, it's not just older or more senior people that you need to be looking for. In this case, age doesn't matter, but the level of your relationship matters. Well, what just happened to me was that I gave permission for my seven-year-old son to speak into my life. I gave him the right to speak into my life and to share with me a particular area in my life that needs improving on. So age doesn't matter, but it is the level of relationship that matters. So how do you even start this process of intentional feedback? And here are three ways. The first is this intentionally list down three to five people whom you value, trust, and respect in life. Watch how these people live their lives and note the things that you respect about them. It could be the way they run their business or the way they navigate and grow their marriage or the way they discover their purpose in life and how they pursue it. Whatever areas that you're looking to grow in, observe these areas and then list down the names. Then sit them down and have a real conversation. Ask them tough questions like, how do you think you can do better in specific areas in your life? Are there things that you need to improve on or to make right? Ask them what do they think about how you are managing various aspects in your life and be prepared, really be prepared for raw honest and thoughtful feedback. And honestly speaking, this may not come in your first conversation with them. In fact, it takes time to build real, raw and open relationships. Allow time and give yourself patience and space when it comes to growing these intentional relationships. But never forget the reason behind wanting to grow these relationships. Is because you want to give that person the right to speak into your life. So do it. The second is this. On the work front, it is easier to spot blind spots because there are so many tools out there to choose from. But one thing that has worked for me and I find most helpful is to have a consistent and regular feedback loop with the team that you're working with. Regularly ask for feedback and make room for improvement. If you are a boss to somebody else, initiate a 360-degree feedback loop that allows your subordinates to also evaluate you and vice versa. And personally, I feel a greater sense of ownership and belonging when my opinions and my voice matters in the team and not just the bosses'. So whether you're a boss or you're working under somebody else, I think feedback can come intentionally and it doesn't need to be a top-down approach. The culture of regular feedback allows everyone in the organization to continuously learn to improve and challenge each other and your individual barriers as well. And it also actually reduces the chances of dictatorship within a team. And finally, on the home front have the habit of open and honest conversations. How can I be a better wife or a husband? And if you have very young children, play a simple game like this. Ask them to give you five words that best describes you. And that five words doesn't really need to be positive words, it can be anything. And then from those five words, you can open up conversations to ask them a little bit more about what they think and why they think a certain way. Ask them, why do you like, what do you like about mommy? What don't you like about daddy? And when you start that habit of honest and open conversations at home, our young ones will pick up the valuable culture of transparency, vulnerability, and trust. So identifying blind spots and resolving them is an exercise that needs humility as we have to put our ego aside and don on the mantle of a true learner who is seeking the truth. And just like how growth is a lifelong journey, the process of identifying blind spots never ends. With every blind spot that we find and confront, there is always the next blind spot to uncover. But what's more important is to work on improving every second, every moment as we move forward in life's journey. Identifying our blind spots really is just the first step to change. It's changing that takes greater effort and humility and intentionality. Personally, that change happens in the heart and not just in the mind. It takes more than human strength. And for me, as a Christian, I need God and His strength and grace and wisdom to become a better person. That's that. If you have been encouraged by today's episode on Blind Spots and also my previous other episodes, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Connect with me on Instagram at here to last. And if you don't mind, rate this podcast and share it with your friends to help others find out more about it. I have enjoyed talking to you and sharing my heart out in as much as I hope you have enjoyed listening. Till then, more chat soon.